0: Hey there, welcome back to the Grace for a Journey podcast. This is Pastor Terry. Thank you for being with us. If you're new, welcome on in. So glad that you are here. We are in Matthew chapter 17. And one of the most mysterious things that Jesus ever did happens here in 17. Now, most everything Jesus did was pretty self-evident. When he healed someone, we're told in the Bible time and time again, he healed and did miracles so people would know that he was the Christ, son of the living God, Come to Earth to save mankind from their sins. So every miracle he did was to validate his divinity. So we get that. But now this situation has perplexed theologians and Bible readers for years. So so let's look at it because there's some things here that are that are pretty clear, and I think will be encouraging to you. So Matthew 17, beginning of verse one. The, I'm going to read the whole passage about eight verses, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, starting in verse one, now after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up to on a high mountain by themselves and he was transfigured before them. Now, what does that mean? Well, the Bible goes on and says, His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light, almost translucent is the idea. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him, talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will go make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Now, when the disciples heard this, they fell on their face and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them saying, rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one, but Jesus only. Wow. Okay, that's a crazy story. So, so the first thing we have to notice is Jesus went up on a high mountain, but he had 12 apostles, 12 people that followed closely with him. I mean, 12 people that called him rabbi, teacher, 12 people who had left everything, homes, industry, jobs, money, relationships, had left everything to follow him, 12. He had 12 apostles. Now, sometimes we confuse the word apostle and disciple. Disciple basically means a disciplined learner someone who is committed to learn. So all of us should be disciples, right? The Hebrew word is Talmudim, cool word. But an apostle means, apostolos means the ones who are sent or being sent. And these were 12 specific followers of Jesus. So now he has these 12, but when he goes up to this high mountain to have this experience and to show Peter, James, and John, he only took them. He only took three. So why? Why only three people? Well, First reason might be because um, of personalities. Maybe there are some personalities that just couldn't handle what was coming next. They could not handle the truth. They could not handle what Jesus was about to show them. Just personality-wise, they, they would have freaked out. Another might be commitment. Even though all these people, uh, these 12, were committed at a certain level, maybe, and we don't know, maybe Peter, James, and John showed a little bit more commitment. But, but here's, I think, the third one, and, and I think this is probably it. Something about them emotionally, maybe spiritually, couldn't handle the reality that was about to be shown to them. I mean, you know, you have friends like that. There are some friends you have that if you want to have a good time, you go hang with them, right? And they are a good time, (laughs) no doubt about it. And then there are people who, um, if you have something serious to talk about, you talk about with them. But then there are some people when your back's against the wall, when you're having your worst day imaginable, when all of life is just tanked around you. There's those people you call. It's not that you love these people any differently. You love them all the same, you like them all the same, but they just can't handle everything the same. So Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him. Then the second thing see, he he it says that he transfigured. Now, what does that mean? Again, this those theologians, a big curveball, probably means that Jesus gave a glimpse to Peter, James, and John what the resurrected body is going to look like. See, the Bible teaches that though we may die and go to the grave, and we will if he doesn't come back, that there'll come a day when our bodies will resurrect, reunite with our spirit, and we will have this heavenly body, if you will. I don't know what else to call it. And, And that's what we will have throughout eternity. So most theologians believe that he gave them a glimpse of that. Then the second thing that happened is Moses and Elijah shows up. Two profound personalities, historical figures in Judaism. Peter, James, and John would have absolutely been impressed. I mean, think of the the biggest heroes in your life, right? Well, Moses and Elijah for Jewish young man, those two would have been at the top of the list. And so they come talking to Jesus, paying homage to Jesus, showing that Jesus has authority. And then the third thing that happens, a voice from heaven comes and says, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. God had done that before. He had done it at Jesus' baptism. And here he does it again. Why? Because he wants the world to know, and eventually the world would know, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Man, I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what you're going through. I, I don't know what life's throwing at you, but but here's what I'm praying for you this morning. I'm praying One, that you have friends like Peter, James, and John, that the deepest things that you need to share, you have somebody to share them with. If you don't have friends like that, man, I'm praying God brings those friends into your life without a doubt. And then, second, I pray that you know Jesus and know him in fullness as Lord, Master, and King. Now, when you have these two realities working in your life, man, life is going to be easier to manage, and you got it. You're going to have unbelievable grace for your journey. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we love you so much and thank you for today. And now, Lord, be with us as we live for you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. We'll be talking again next time.